0: There was once a flock of ducks that were flying southward for the winter. And as they were flying toward Europe and into uh, the Netherlands, they came over this farm and this one duck decided he would take a peek because he saw other ducks on the ground there. And he flew down, and those tame ducks that were there welcomed him and had good food there. He had shelter, and he decided he'd stay the rest of the day. Well, that day went by, and he stayed another day, and then he was there a week, and then he was there a month, and he was there all summer and all winter, and he became comfortable. Well, one morning he could hear the cries of those ducks as they were flying over that farm again. And he started flapping his wings and started to lift off. And he got about as high as the eaves of the barn. And then he just came back down because he had gotten comfortable, he had gotten lazy, and he had put on a little weight. We know about that, don't we, fellas? Putting on a little weight. Uh, Anyways, it bothered him. But he couldn't do nothing about it. So the next winter came. And here come that same flock crying out to him. He tried, he flooded the wings, but he just couldn't lift himself off the ground. And over a process of time even though those ducks would fly over spring and autumn he got to the point where it didn't even faze him anymore. Because he was comfortable. I wonder where that story fits with you and me this morning. In fact I wonder if that's our story when it concerns the things of the Lord you know at one time when we received Jesus as our personal Savior we were on fire for God God called us to greater heights but over the process of time we became low again and we didn't have the same desire in fact after a while even though We're saved. We just get comfortable. Hey, I've got good shelter. I got my fire insurance. I'm saved. I'm eating good. So I'll just stay where I'm at. Now there's a story in the Word of God. There's a character. When I say story, this isn't a book that you just pick up and read and say, it's just a bunch of stories. No, no, this is God's holy revelation given to man, his creation. But there's a character that kind of reminds me of those ducks that flew over and that one duck that got comfortable. And that's who I want to speak to you about. And and before I give you the text and we stand and read, Understand something about backsliding. We got any backsliders here? Well, praise God. You should raise your hand. I'm raising mine. We've all backslidden. You know what the thing is about backsliding? It doesn't all come at once. Amen? Some folks say, oh, I'm a backslider. I've, I just started. No, it creeps in. You see, we give in to one thing, one sin. And then before long, another one creeps in and we give in to that sin. And before long, we give in to another sin. And the next thing we know, we're so far away from God, we don't know what's happened. Amen? That's exactly what backslidden state is all about. So if you've got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 26. I want to talk to you a little bit on the subject of to the bottom and back and if you would stand matthew chapter 26 matthew chapter 26 and we're going to begin reading verse 69 matthew chapter 26 and verse 69 now peter sat without in the palace And a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also wast with with Jesus of Galilee. And please, I've got new glasses, so I'm trying to break them in. I, I can't see, so forgive me. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for for thy speech bewraith thee. And then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Let's pray. Father, again, thank you for this time. Thank you for this privilege of being able to share your word. I just pray that you'll bring to my memory. Those things I've studied, those things you've laid upon my heart, let me say with boldness and authority, your truths. And, Lord, I pray that all of us this morning would examine our heart, our spiritual condition, Lord. You know where we are in our walk with you. You know where we are, Lord, concerning our salvation. I just pray, Father, that if there's a need this morning, that need will be met by you through your Holy Spirit this morning during the invitation. So, Father. Bless the message. Bless each one that has come out this morning. You've heard the prayer requests. Pray your will be done. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. First thing I want to say, I got three little old top water points, and we'll give an invitation. But the first thing I want to say is, Peter was a man that had faith. And what I mean by that is Peter was a saved man. Amen. How do I know? Well, you remember when he was mending nets on the seashore of Galilee? And as Jesus walked by, he said, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. The moment him and Andrew dropped those nets, They had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. Understand this morning that in order for you and I to be saved, there must be a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. Peter had that. But look, here Peter is, as we've read in our text this morning, here Peter is at the wrong place. At the wrong time with the wrong people. And beloved, I'm here to tell you, when we are out of fellowship with God, when we are backslidden, guess what? We will end up just like Peter, out of place, the wrong time, with the wrong people. Amen? It happens all the time. Now, understand. He had an encounter with Jesus. Let's look at his confession. Turn to Matthew 16, 16. Not only did he have a personal encounter with Jesus, but look at what he said in Matthew 16, 16. The word of God declares, And Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Uh, By the way, not only is it important that we have a personal encounter with Jesus for salvation, but we also have to confess that Jesus Christ is who he claimed to be. He was the Lamb of God sent into the world to take away the sins of the world. Understand, his confession was, Jesus, you are all I need. Everything said about you is true. That's also needed for salvation. Amen. Some people will claim, oh, I'm saved. But they won't recognize his deity. I'm saved, they won't recognize his virgin birth. I'm saved, they won't recognize his lordship. Folk, I'll go ahead and save you the time. And yes, I said it, they're not saved if they don't recognize that. Amen. And then turn to John 6. 68 John 6 68 Let's look at Peter's conclusion. John 6:68 6, What does it say? This is what it says. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of what? Eternal life. So what was his confession? Peter's confession was, Lord, you are exactly the way. Lord, you are God's truth. And Lord, you are, You are the only way to life everlasting. So, beloved, understand this morning that Peter was a saved man, but he was backslid and he was in a predicament. You see, he was at the wrong place, at the wrong time, with the wrong people. And Don't think for one minute that it can't happen to you or me. If it happened to him, it most definitely can happen to me or you. Understand this morning, because I think sometimes we get mixed up. You see, we have the idea that once we get saved, Brother Ciro, that's it. No, 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 no. Salvation is the beginning. It's not the end. And the Lord wants us, yes, to be saved. But then he wants us to nurture our relationship so that we grow and become usable for his glory. It doesn't just stop at salvation. I know a lot of people gotten saved and then they stopped. Now listen. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord the moment by faith they accept Christ as their Savior, they confess that they're a sinner and by faith trust Him for their salvation, they are saved. But that is just the beginning. It always bothers me when people want to stop. Now, Peter was saved, but he ended up in a place he didn't need to be. And I will ask you one more time this morning, how about you? Well, I'm saved. (laughs) I'm thankful you're saved. But let me ask you a couple questions. Has there come a time since you've been saved where you're not as close to the Lord as you once was? Has there come a time in your life where at one time you desired to open God's Word? One time you desired to come to church? But now you don't have that same desire? If you say yes to those two questions, then I can tell you you're not where you're supposed to be. Your heart is not right with the Lord. You say, Brother John, that's judgmental. I'm just telling you the truth this morning. And listen to me. The best I know how, I'm going to give you a simple answer. There are times we, like the prodigal, have left the Father's house. We have. You say, you're a preacher. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I fail the Lord every day. I am not perfect By any stretch, and neither are you. I'm just a sinner. And there's times that instead of praying, I decided I think I'll sleep in. Instead of reading my Bible like I should, oh, I I study my Bible, but just uh, today I'm going to fold my hands and kick back in my recliner. I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll make up for it tomorrow. You see, anytime we get to that place in our hearts, let's go ahead and call it what it is. We're backslid. And now I am going to get in trouble. See, all of us have the idea well, no, backslidden is when you commit murder, when you commit adultery, when you lie, you steal, you cheat. Can I tell you something? Sin and a backslidden condition is when we know that we're not right with God. We had bet, rather, Excuse me. We had rather do things in our own time and in our flesh and in the world than spend time with God. That is a backslidden heart. Not, don't have to be gross sins. It can be just, I don't want to pray. I don't want to come to church. I don't want to give my tithe. I don't want to tell others about Jesus. That's sin, folk. Oh, I'm okay. Peter wouldn't. There's three things I want to share with you about Peter. This morning that caused him the backslide I wrote them down here's Peter's fall first of all Peter fell in his words remember every time Jesus would tell Peter something and I, I include the whole group of Peter especially because he was one of the leaders but every time Jesus would say hey the Son of Man comes to give His life a ransom for many. Destroy this temple and in three days. I'm going to raise it up. What would Peter say? Not so, Lord. Not as long as I'm here. He fell in his own words. When Jesus said, no, Peter, these things are true and they're going to take place. Not so, Lord. Ah. Uh-uh. And I'll throw this in. Peter, remember at the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus was arrested? Who was the first one to draw a sword? Peter. Did he mean business? Ask Malchus. He whacked off his ear, didn't he? So Peter was willing to fight and die for the Lord. But the problem with Peter was... He fell on his words. You say, Brother John, how do we fall on our words? I'm glad you asked. You see, we fall on our words also. You see, let me tell you. Sometimes we speak when we are to keep our mouth shut. Sometimes we say things. That are mean. Sometimes we say things. To hurt others. Sometimes. We just say things. To stir the pot. And Beloved I'll just go ahead and tell you. That's mean. And you're going to fall on your words. Understand that the word of God says that. Every idle word we ever speak, we're going to give an account for. So the next time you get ready to lash out, remember you're accountable. Peter fell on his words. No, Lord. Ain't going to happen under my watch. Well, that was what caused him to fall. Number two. He not only fell on his words, but he rejected Christ's word. You say, well, how did he reject his word? Go to Matthew 1622. 1622. 22. 16, 22. 16, 22. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Who's he rebuking? He's rebuking the Savior. And see, bottom line is, and we're probably guilty of the same thing at times, bottom line is, Lord, I know I art to live the way you want me to. But Lord, I think I can live better on my own without you telling me how to live. Anybody ever made that statement? We know better than God. Folks, it is a fact. This old heart, it's going to come out. Amen. What's in our heart Always comes out. Word of God, Jesus said, it's not what goes in the man that defiles the man, but it's what comes out. Lord, I rebuke you. I want to live my life the way I want to live it. And we give in to our heart. And the flesh. And that's what Peter did. Anybody there this morning? You see, we can wind up just like the Apostle Peter, warming ourselves by the enemy's fire at the wrong place, at the wrong time, with the wrong. You say, well, I'm supposed to have friends. Yes. Your brothers and your sisters in Christ. Your family. Yes. Your worldly buddies. If they don't know the Savior, if they don't want to have anything to do with God or his church, you know what? They ain't your friends. You ought to stay away from them. That don't mean you shouldn't share the gospel with them. But as far as partaking, carousing, getting sucked in, no, you've got to stay away. You've got to stay away. One other thing caused his fall. Notice he fell in his words, he rebuked Christ's word, and he rejected Christ's word. Look at verse 33 of our chapter. Verse 33. Chapter 26 of Matthew. Verse 33. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Then said Jesus unto him, Verily I say unto thee, That this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise, also said all the disciples. Hmm. I'm sure Peter probably had it in his mind that I'm probably going to be the only one to stand for Jesus here. That other bunch, I don't trust them either. But the sad thing was, you see, he couldn't spiritually discern with the eyes he had, could he? Oh, Lord, hey, they're going to all be offended by you, but not me. You can count on me. But what happened? Well, instead of praying, remember Jesus asked him to go into the garden and pray just one hour during my hour of temptation Peter one hour pray what did Peter do? fell asleep Jesus was arrested and was carried to the high priest and instead of being at his side when Jesus needed him where was he? he was following afar off and then As he sat there by the enemy's fire. With the Lord's enemies. And they said. You're one of his. The Bible says. He denied him. Three times. As we read in our text. Don't you know that must have hurt Jesus. Must have. But. That's what he did. You say, how could a man of God like that end up like that? It's real easy. All we have to do is, as I said, stop praying, stop reading your Bible, stop coming to church, stop sharing your faith with someone. And before you know it, you're right there. Just like Peter. Wrong place. Wrong time. Wrong people. He made. Some bad choices. Brother Zero. And not only. See we, we tend to leave it there. But do you realize. The dominoes began to fall. One After the other and after the other. He even decided, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to return to my old life. Fellas, you do what you want to do, but I go a fishing. And he left his call. And he resorted back to what he knew. His old line. Yeah, it hurt the Lord, and it hurts the Lord any time you and I want to resort back to our old life. We have been saved. We are called to soar in the air above the world because we belong to the Savior. We, after salvation, are not called to waddle around on the ground. Go back to that old way of life. Now, that's what caused him to fall. And I'm sure Peter probably thought, I'm so far away from God. There's no way he would ever forgive me. Understand this. No matter where your walk is, and only you know, and God knows, by the way. But only you know your condition. I'll let you in on a little secret. If you got Jesus in you, believe me, it'll come out. Amen? If you don't, it'll come out. Amen? Here's Peter. He goes back to his old way. And he's fishing all night. And see, Let me just say that when Peter said he was going fishing, the rest of the group followed him along. So, what are you saying? Here's the lesson. Your sin affects people. Affects your church. And it affects the community. It affects everyone. So they toiled all night and guess what? Didn't catch a single fish. Now that's a bad night of fishing. And by the way, these fellows were experts. They knew how to fish. I tell you what. I tell you, I've only been on one sea fishing boat in my life, and I went with a group. And brother Keith, you'll you'll like this. I went with a group of Japanese men. Those fellows know how to fish. Man, they, <laughs> they also know how to catch and keep everything they fish for. They don't throw nothing away. But it's a good thing we had them because uh, that's how we got fish for everybody. But my point is, the disciples knew how to fish. And there wasn't anything but gifts who showed up. Jesus showed up on that seashore and he had a fire and he had breakfast for everybody. There was fish frying or boiling, whatever you want to call it, on the fire. And he comes to Peter. Now, understand, how would you feel if the very one that you abandoned showed up? Would you think, uh uh-oh, the jig is out, I'm fixing to get clobbered? You know it wasn't that away with Jesus? Turn to John 21. John 21. No, by the way, did Jesus tell Peter he's going to deny? Him? He says, "Before that old rooster crows three times. I mean one time you'll deny me three times. Isn't that amazing? The Lord used a rooster. He uses donkeys. He uses me. Amen? It's amazing. And y'all don't say it. I can't figure out what you are. Lord knows what I am. Look at verse 15 with me. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou? Me more than these. And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto him, Feed my lambs. And he said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verse 17. He said unto him the third time, Simon Son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. You see, I'm sure in the back of Peter's mind, When he saw Jesus on the seashore and he came before him, he knew, boy, I've got a rebuke in coming. And believe me, Jesus could have rebuked him, but no, what he did was he forgave him. And then he didn't recall him because he always had the call. Once you're called, you're called. But what he did do is say, okay, Peter, here we go again. You see, the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now understand, when you and I are bachelor and we have sin in our heart, sin in our life, listen, that sin Breaks fellowship with God. It's like a big umbrella. You know, you open the umbrella. And what happens when it rains and you got an umbrella? Well, you don't get wet. It's the same way. When we have sin in our life and our fellowship is broken with God, that big umbrella over our head keeps God's blessings from us. And that's why it's important that we confess our sin. And if we do, the Lord will forgive us. You say, but I've wandered so far and I've done so many things. I don't know how I'll ever get back. It's called one step at a time. He's right where you left him. He didn't leave you. You left him. So it's up to you to go back. And you must. Go back. You see, Peter was forgiven. He was restored to fellowship, and God used him in such a manner. Remember on the day of Pentecost? By the way, that happened just a little while after all of this took place. And on the day of Pentecost, filled with the Spirit of God and the power of God, he preached in three souls were saved this Peter that wandered afar off this Peter that was at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people here he is now after being forgiven and restored God using him in a mighty fashion 3,000 souls saved at one time you say how did that happen as I said, one, Peter got honest with the Lord. When are you and I going to be honest? God can't help us until we get honest with Him. He wants to help us, but He expects us to get honest with Him. Lord, I am a sinner. I fail you. I want you to forgive me. I want to serve you, but you're going to have to help me. I struggle with whatever sin is out there and believe me the old devil knows what sin is your weakness he puts it out there here you go you got to get honest then you got to repent and Peter repented why do you think Jesus said you love me Peter Feed my sheep. You love me, Peter? Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Brought Peter to repentance. And by the way, God was already dealing with his heart because the Bible tells us that when he heard that old rooster crow, that he ran out and wept bitterly. So repentance was already, conviction was already Working in Peter's heart. There's one other thing. Not only did he get honest with God, did he repent, but the power of God flowed through him, and that's how 3,000 souls got saved. When is the last time you felt the power of God in your life? That's the question. When's the last time? There's nothing like it, is it? Nothing like the power of God. You ever felt like a huh, thousand pounds was lifted off your shoulders, the burden you were carrying? You ever felt like you're floating off the ground? Just oh, boy, the sun looks brighter, sky's bluer, trees are greener, grass is greener, everything. That's the power of God when we're right with Him, and power of God also moves in our lives not that we're capable of anything but with the power of God within us lots of things can be accomplished for God's glory been there seen that and I'm thankful for that and I want that how about you this morning now again in close Are you like that old duck? Is that your story? Are you like Peter? I assure you, get back out into the world, it won't be long, you'll be just like the world. It all doesn't happen instantly, Just in the process of time. You'll walk like the world, you'll talk like the world, you'll be in the world. I urge you, do something about it. You see, I'm thankful. Peter could have stayed in that condition, but he didn't, did he? No, he did something about it. Isn't it time we do something about it? We get honest. God, my heart's not where we're... You know, once I had a zeal. I was on fire for you. Lord, I desired your word. I desired to come to church. But, Lord, now those things don't have the same meaning. In fact, Lord, at one time you were so real in my life, but now you're not as real in my life. Folks, that is a backslidden condition. Things of God don't mean what they once did. Get honest. Get honest. But most of all, get right. Peter did. The Lord forgave him. He will forgive you. Now this is a message. And as I was studying this week, God dealt with my heart. And I thought, Lord, I need this. This message was needed this morning. But listen to me, more so than it being needed, it should be heated this morning. So if you're under the sound of my voice and your heart is not right with the Lord, come get it right. Lord, I've messed up. Forgive me. Lord, restore me. Give me the desires I once had. He's more than willing and able to do it. Maybe you're under the sound of my voice and you know you're not even saved. Listen, you don't need revival, you need resurrection. You need to be saved. He'll do that for you if you'll come. Confess, I'm a sinner. I need you, Jesus, as my Savior. He'll save you. But the point is, it's time to get up. Don't stay down. Get up and get back to where you once was. And that's what the Lord wants you to do.